welcome to the If You Build It, Will They Learn podcast, a show dedicated to modern learning and development with your hosts, Daniel Mendoza and Scott Babcock. It's podcast day. Welcome to the show. This is If You Build It, Will They Learn. I'm your host, Scott Babcock, and I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Mendoza. Daniel, uh, a very very happy uh birthday to you we turned 50 today how does that make you feel makes me feel i I'm, i mean there's part of me that's wondering how we're still doing this and how we're still here but gotta give gotta give the people what they want exactly that's right it is our 50th episode today uh we're really excited to talk a little bit about um how we came this far I'm not sure we know but we'll give it our best uh analysis we can revisit a few highlights from the show uh sabrina has picked her favorite at my moments that we're going to respond to and and listen back to uh, over the last fifty episodes, and we just we want to celebrate a little bit of the momentum to stay on theme with our monthly uh, topic that have brought us all the way to fifty, and hopefully carries us all the way to a hundred and beyond as we move forward. So, uh, really excited to just kind of revisit fifty episodes, Daniel. I, I like I actually have a little trouble uh, conceiving that it's been that long. It there was a, there was a point last week. Um, I think it was. Or maybe it was before last week's recording when I went back and listened to episode two, which is one of my favorite episodes we ever did, actually, on, on microlearning, one of my favorite topics. And uh, I was like, whoa, this is episode 49. You know, we've been doing this for quite some time, almost a full year's worth of episodes. Yeah. And 52. Yeah. Coming we've been up. at it a little longer than 50 because we took some some weeks in between some, and things like that, some breaks here well and there where we breaks, missed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we've actually been at this a little over a full year. Um and just, yeah, crazy. Like, uh, took us a while to get started. We'll, I'm sure we'll spend some time talking about how we got here. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I think it's super cool. I'm I'm excited. And, honestly, the time does fly when you're having fun. And it's almost hard to believe it's been 50 episodes. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with some of our clips. And uh, I think it's an excellent segue to another kind of just small topic Uh you may or may not have guessed that Daniel and I are not professional radio uh, people, um, and we are not uh, experienced podcasters, but this is something we have passion around from a topic perspective, and we wanted to have the opportunity to talk. So the reality is we're probably going to, we're going to make some flubs in all of this. We're going to, we're going to get a few things that go a little uh, goofy. We may forget to turn on the monitor, if you will. Uh, or leave our phone on silent. Um, those kind of moments will happen. Uh, we're embracing it is the reality. Uh, we are both uh, tend to be a little bit more slapstick and a little bit more goofy about the way we approach things. Uh, we are both uh, a little nerdy about our topics and we like our, our movies and we like our kind of pop culture. So expect some of that. Uh, I am a huge dad joke proponent. So I expect them to be awful most of the time, but I will throw them in whenever I can. Um, and that's, that's sort of the tone of our podcast is we wanted it to be conversational and light. And, uh, while this is a serious time, um, it's not just to be, uh, serious or very dry. We are a fairly light group. And so we will touch on things that are learning development. We will touch on things that are completely not related to learning development. Um, and we will try to keep it, uh, engaging as we go along and, uh, yeah, clearly playing a little Nostradamus there. Uh, I don't think we've made one mistake at all in this entire podcast. So I, I nailed that one. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's... I'm, I'm pretty sure we have we have a TikTok uh, account literally dedicated to our mistakes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they actually are some of my favorite moments is the bloopers. So uh, just yeah, I might if you aren't following us on TikTok, be sure to go over there. Uh, Sabrina regularly likes to 
uh, make fun of Daniel and I for our our general mistakes on a weekly basis. So, um, and they're a lot of fun, honestly. Like, and, and look, we we said from the beginning we wanted this to be a fun podcast, have some some lighthearted moments, and I think we've done that uh, for the most part. And we definitely are human, but I don't know if we're any better at being radio personalities yet or pod professional podcasters, but you know, 50, 50 shots at practicing, maybe we're getting a little bit better. I think they say 10,000 reps is, is when you, you know, find, find perfection of something. So I'll tell you this, I, uh, I'm enjoying it just as much. Um, and, uh, it seems easier just to turn on the mics and, uh, get going than it did. I think it's got that first episode. We, we had that kind of pilot episode. You and I were quite nervous. Um, we had to, a lot of, a lot of retakes, a lot of redos, but, uh, looking back, um, I definitely learned a lot through this process and, and happy we're still here. It would be interesting and not that I want to give Sabrina, well, maybe I do want to give her a whole bunch of work she has to do, but, uh, it would be funny to go back and listen to some of the original recordings and just find out all the places we cut out. Cause I do recall we turned on the mics that first time and uh, there were probably 10 or 15 takes just realizing how hard it is to sit in front of a mic and just talk for a bit. Uh, and and say things that sort of make sense, I guess. Your co-host Daniel Mendonca, Dan, Daniel, Daniel. That's not it either. Such a good blooper, and yet one we can't really use. Oh well. The mics. Oh, they're hot. It's a slow steam there today. Have you ever had a greater level of disappointment than when you've already ordered and then the fajitas go by and you're like, I've made a terrible mistake. Scotty boy, whenever you're ready. That was what that was what Sabrina led with. Scott, did you watch The Bachelorette last night? I'm like, no. Can I switch? My, I never switched my chair. Let me switch my chair one second. By saying that, um, now I've completely lost my train of thought. Ooh, boy. Very, very professional. Very, very busy. Professional, Daniel. Professional. I don't like starting on Mondays. I'm usually revved, revved up, warmed up, ready to go on Tuesday. That's a better day. Whoa. Don't. Tap the outsides of your headphones. It's whoa! Don't do that. Completely lost my train of thought. Sorry, Scott. Daniel, listen. I'm like, he's telling me to stop. Why is he telling me to stop? No, you were just playing the beat. Like you were, you were drumming. I liked it. And then, oh, that's that's a blooper. All right. So it turns out we do make some mistakes. Uh, yeah, good to know. All right. Um, and based on that, you'd swear we had just the foulest mouths. Uh, I don't think we get bleeped very often, but yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I think uh, clearly the producer, uh, S- Sabrina, does quite the job of editing because we tend to swear quite a bit. That's what I've learned. Uh, a couple <laughs> of bleeps here or there. Um, some frustrations. It's funny, Scott, one of those comments talked about Mondays. And we did used to record on Monday mornings, which, which typically never went well. Then we moved it to Tuesdays. And now we, we record Wednesday mornings. So we're really procrastinating. I got I to gotta say, we really put the stress on Sabrina with the Wednesday morning recording. Yeah, I don't even know if we've considered that fully, but uh, I, I feel like we're just finding a sweet spot, and Wednesdays really seems to work for us, and as the uh, the divas that we are, that pr- we probably need to cater to that more than anything, I think. So uh, one of the things that I find, one of my favorite parts about that blooper reel is that for all the planning we do and trying to prepare and get organized, like some of the most organic stuff that we pr- like that comes out of it is like accidental stuff. So like when you said hot mics for the first time and gave us the tss, like, and now that's just sort of become the running joke every time we turn the mics on is that we're going to make some version of that. And I think that's that we've come up with a lot of little slogan tagline type moments because of it. So 
Yeah, we also had a very in-depth conversation around fajitas. Um, I, I know a lot of people who have commented to me. I actually had a customer uh, who when we I got on the call and they were like, so you really like fajitas, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> I just, it's not about liking fajitas. It's about fajita regret, which is. That really thing. was the, the message there yeah, is that uh, that sizzle when it goes by you and you didn't order them, you're going to make that uh, part of your, your, your lament for the day. So, mm-hmm. although I do like fajitas and it still does make my mouth water a little bit whenever I hear that, that episode. So maybe we should have fajitas for dinner tonight. Interesting. All of us just collectively like make fajitas in our own homes and then we'll get on have a, a little, call. Have a little teams call fajita, you know, fajita, fajita talk. I find, I find with, uh, sorry, just to, to ask a follow-up, you know, UI UX is always, UI UX, UI UX, they, they, they're always tying them together. I guess my question would be, you know, can you have one without the other? You said one ties into the other, but can you have one without the other? Or, or do you think that you really have to, when you're looking at the holistic approach, you have to look at both? I think you don't really get the value of each other one if you don't include both of them. Um, if, if you just have a very skeleton-looking design and it works really well, it might work, but you might not have the user engagement that you want to. And the same thing if you have something that's super pretty, super beautiful, looks super nice, and it just doesn't make sense, it doesn't get the goal accomplished, it's kind of useless. So I think that's kind of why they tie them together is, is because without the other one, it, it really doesn't make sense. So guests, uh, that kind of a flashback to one of, actually one of my, I, I love UI UX. So it was a, it was a fun interview uh, with Steven and um, just, I, I think it's fun whenever we get to bring guests on. I don't, I don't feel like we do it as often as we'd like to, but um, I'll do a shameless plug. If there's anyone out there in the listening audience who would love to be a guest on the show and you've got a topic of something you'd want to talk about, please feel free to reach out to us, uh, email, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you, wherever you can find us, uh, YouTube chat comments. Um, we'd love to just find some new guests and bring people on. Uh, I, while we love talking to each other, we, it's fun when we get another perspective on the on the podcast too. So I, I think we we enjoy it, and it's it's fun to get those topics kind of on the go uh, in someone else's wheelhouse. Yeah, Stephen was a great guest. I, I really enjoyed him. I know he was very early on. I think he still has one of the the most listened to podcasts over time. As his account his count keeps growing, uh, even though it was it was very early on early on in the process. Um, but from a from our perspective, UI UX and our creative kind of vision is something that we do very well at Halo. If I were to do a little humble brag, um, so getting you know having him here to talk about his vision and, and how he sees it and you know, what comes out on, on the screen, um, or the page per se, uh, was great. I really enjoyed that interview and, and, uh, the, you know, the insight into the, I guess, theory behind why, uh, things look, look and navigate the way they do. Yeah. UI UX is, uh, we'll do a little, little actual talking here about our topics, but UI UX gets a lot of like, they're sort of the unsung heroes in a lot of ways. They're not uh, always super visible from a d- departmental perspective. Um, but obviously like what they do is the one thing that everyone notices about your platform or your content or whatever, right? They're the, whether it works, whether it navigates well, whether it's clean and, and efficient and looks nice and is acceptable, like that's their work. And a lot of times you don't realize how much effort actually has to go into researching and 
looking at uh, trends and things like that to make sure they do it right. And again, a lot of times you don't even know they're there, um, but their fingerprints are sort of all over everything we do. Hot mics. And keep going down that, that garden path to whatever. The mics. Oh, they're hot. Microphones, get them while they're hot. Well, there they are. The, the hot mics are back again. Some uh, some variations on uh, just how we've taken that sort of little fun gag and and really played it out in every every one of our episodes. I think as we start, and it still makes me laugh. And honestly, like, yeah, give it at least a little bit of thought of like, what can I do creatively different today? So whether it's acting like a ballpark vendor or whatever from Daniel's perspective, or doing a salsa dance along with it, whatever it is, like I, I like that we put some fun to it. Yeah, the hot mic thing. I mean, should we sell hot mic hot mic merch? Is real the question we need to ask? Maybe maybe do a little little charity fundraiser with hot mic merch. I'm just saying, could be could be something we do. But uh, the hot mic thing, it's one of those situations that I I love not letting things die. So you know, this one might stick around for a while. I, I hope it never goes away. And on our hundredth episode, we're still celebrating hot mics. Today's learner accepts that very readily. So I think the fact that we're able to introduce some of that probably just resonates with what they do and the way they consume content on a regular basis for their own personal lives. If that carries over a bit into their uh, into their professional lives, that probably just makes that transition that much easier. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, with uh, these modern learners, as we call them, they have a lot of choice when it comes to consuming content. Um, they can go to Instagram, they can go to Netflix, they can have a wide variety of libraries of content they can choose from and we can then see trends of what people are gravitating towards and it is a lot of the creative more engaging content versus something that's more documentary based or you know uh non-fiction books that's still you know something for some audience but there's generally a wider acceptance for these more creative approaches more engaging um approaches. So when we see that, we can apply it to training and just try to appeal to these learning audiences, I think. Another guest. Uh, it's uh, Like I said, we love having the guests on. Emma was a tremendously great interview. Um, I love her passion around writing. And I think uh, it, it showed in that interview quite a bit. And it's, it's again, I love the perspective, but I, it's also fun to see their energy around the topic. Yeah, that was, I know I just, you know, buttered up Steven a few times ago, but uh, Emma was Emma was great to have on. She's been a great addition to the company. Um, and our writing, like like similar to the UI UX, there's so many kind of pillars of, of the content we create and the information and the training that we put out in the world as a company. And and hearing the 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 theory behind it was was I think great for our listeners. Um, and was a very intriguing discussion around the modern learner and and you know the modern um, instructional design, I guess, or creative writing, similar to our, you know, last week's episode on micro learning and how we're delivering content to modern learners the way they want it. It was, that's, that's really what the conversation was about. And, and uh, she's really passionate about it, which I thought, you know, was fun to, to get that perspective. That will wrap it up for us today. That was a terrible finishing. Hopefully you had a good time talking with me today and we will talk to you next week. I didn't like that ending either. We're going to go again. Back in the office. Uh, back in the meeting. Still screwing it up. Dang it. Dang it. Hopefully you had a good time. I am solo. Still screwing it up.
That will do it for everything. Nope, still wrong. Still wrong. Why is this so hard? I feel like I never have trouble with this. It's always very simple. But so I on that one, um, there are days where the takes are hard, and you've you've got to got to do it over and over again. But my favorite part of that one is actually where I channel my inner Philip Rivers and just give it a solid dang it, dang it. Um, for anyone who hasn't followed uh, Philip Rivers' career, uh, former NFL quarterback now, uh, constantly talking and just has the most polite way of cursing uh, ever. It's great. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the things I learned from that clip when I saw it come out. Number one, um, Scott really can't do this without me. Uh, you uh, know, solid. he he falls apart uh, and just just can't get it done. I feel like I'm, I'm the glue. He may carry the load here, but I'm the glue that holds everything together. So, I mean, when he when when he shows up to the episodes, I'm just saying that's that's the important thing there that I took away was that uh, somehow I end up flying solo a lot. So no, uh, yeah, no, it is true though. It is it is a very different experience when you're talking to yourself through a podcast, which Daniel has done as well. So it's not like it's just me, but um, it it is it is easier when there is someone else on the other side of the mic who kind of helps you uh, have that conversation and, and carry some of the weight for you for sure. So. Yeah, I've seen that like the instructors that sell courses online do this really well. People who have a specialty that they want to share and monetize. So like Udemy.com, people on Udemy.com, the people who are successful there tell a really great story about why their potential learner should take this course on Photoshop or um even instructional design or learning experience design, they have a good enough story or a, good, a, a strong enough pull for the learner to know, okay, this is what's in it for me and this is why I should pay to take this course. And so that's kind of also incentive-based, I think. So I, I like to look to see what people are doing in that respect too. And a lot of times they're not formal instructional designers. They're just people who have an expertise and they put together a course they want to sell. So you can get inspiration from lots of places. Another great guest of ours um, was was Nyla Spooner there. You heard her in the clip. And um, it was fun for that one because it, it branched a little bit outside of Haylight for us. It was one of our first guests that was not uh, within our own organization. So we were able to bring uh, some expertise from, from external, which was cool. Uh, and for anyone who's interested, she has a great follow on Twitter at, at Nyla LXD. Um, little shout out to her, a little plug for her, for her Twitter page as well there too. So, um, had a lot of fun, um, just talking with her about more the traditional level of, uh, instructional design, which kind of balances when you listen to sort of the Emma podcast, uh, the interview with her, where we talk a little bit more about how creative writing also has an element in there. Um, so mixing those two together was, was a really solid approach to understanding all the levels of writing, uh, that exist out there. It was, um, Nala's, you know, has a lot of initiatives going on with herself that I, you know, think you guys should dig into and, and, and revisit because I think she's doing some great things in her community around the idea of instructional design, learning and development, um, and, and what that looks like. And, and I think that she's very, she has a great, very traditional approach to instructional design. And I said, Emma comes from a creative writing background. And it was, like you said, Scott, you know, across the, course of 50 episodes, we've really seen a lot of different perspectives on the same topic um, and seeing that from a writing perspective for e-learning and trainings uh, was great.
so one of the the things that I I hope we do well um, as as Daniel and I we don't we don't take ourselves too seriously. So it's fun that we get to take a moment to kind of giggle and laugh at ourselves and put something out there that makes us uh, enjoy the holidays or or a special event and and uh, I don't know again be goofy. I think that's something we really both enjoy is, is adding a little humor, a little laughter to our conversations. And uh, while this wasn't necessarily a podcast. Uh, episode uh but it was part of the podcast family um and so it was, it was good to have that out there too and just you know have a little joy a little fun we're always talking about I, positivity i just want to say i look good in elf costume you, just you wanna, do yeah it's the yeah. green tights really really accentuate your your calves there that's mm-hmm. that's the goal mm-hmm. soccer calves. Yeah, i think uh i think my favorite part about this is this is just another example you know you saw this with our tiktok account this is another example of Sabrina just doing things without telling us first and that are, that are pretty much designed to make fun of us. The first time she did this, by the way, Sabrina was not in it. Um, and that's how I know she was doing it to poke fun at us. So, you know, sometimes we make her get up at 8, 8 a.m. Or, or earlier to, to be here for this recording. So maybe, you know, it's a little payback sometimes. Yeah, I was glad that we were able to force her to put herself in as part of the overall podcast family. Uh, we weren't going to let that slide, so part of the family i think she does the heavy lifting in most cases (laughs) she's kind of she might actually be the glue that keeps this thing running that's probably true but uh, greg also came to us and said that he really liked the podcast so we always love a good a good listener story more importantly uh, he actually has some really good stories around how he's taken a couple of things he's learned um, and applied that back to his business and the way he trains his sales associates uh, in his business as well Maybe, Greg, just kind of walk us through, obviously, COVID has thrown a bit of a curveball to everybody. What have you taken from maybe some snippets or tidbits from the episodes and how applied that? And then what have you seen from a result? Sure. So it's all it's been a whole new world when you leave a very large organization that has a huge training infrastructure. You have trainers at every location. You have regional trainers. You have corporate trainers. Learning and development is is a huge part. And you have training manuals and processes and the whole thing. And so... When you leave and, and you go out and, and you create a new organization and you create the infrastructure of that, you realize, okay, now who's the trainer? That trainer automatically then becomes you as, 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 a, as a new business owner. Building that training process is exactly what that is, is a process. And you think you're doing it the right way and you put a lot of time and effort and energy into it. And all of a sudden you look down and you have a 75, 80 page training manual and you feel really good about it. And then you sit down and you go through, you know, a week or two of going page by page. And then it's like, okay, team, let's go. And you realize that that's not effective. And during COVID, you know, consumer confidence and and, and the way a buyer transacts is completely different today than it was six months ago. It it doesn't matter if you're a small business on the corner selling cupcakes or you're Nike, um, big mega corporations. There's an adjustment period now that has has to change. And if you're not learning throughout this transition and through this time, you're going to really miss the boat. And I really dove in, you know, to this podcast and dove into, okay, how can I become a better leader through training and execution? It's really done an amazing thing. So one of the big pieces I took from the, from the podcast is really micro learning. And that's, and that's something that stuck with me because you can sit somebody in a classroom for, you know, three hours and then expect them to go execute that's not realistic. And it took me really taking a huge gut check saying, Hey, am I doing this the right way? And putting, you know, kind of your ego aside and and wondering, is there a better way during COVID? So we're a hospitality company, hence the name vacations for you. 
we're a hospitality company in a pandemic, yet the month of August is the largest month from a revenue standpoint we've had in organizational history, right? Just by taking some of the things that we've learned or I've learned, you know, my team's learned from the podcast, you know, over the past six months, really adjusting it and tweaking it to execute it at a really high level. Well, I love a good glow up from a listener. Like there's nothing better than having somebody brag on us. That's, that's fantastic. And I'll be honest. So from all of our interviews and I have a lot of them and they're all special, like your children, they all have a unique one. Uh, I'm probably a little bit biased. So Greg is obviously a friend of, of mine and Greg is actually my oldest son's baseball coach. Uh, and so I loved being able to just sit and talk with him uh, and bring him in. But one of the things that I think is the best part about that interview is man, that's a whole different perspective on training for us. So often we focus on talking to someone who's in the industry a lot and, you know, whether they're doing design or writing or, um, you know, content development or even just organizational strategy, whatever it is. Um, we rarely talk to someone who's just trying to implement something that is getting produced by somebody like us. And so it was good to have that feedback. And you heard Greg talk about it a little bit, just how he's had to adjust and, um, when he didn't have that infrastructure behind him, like how that changed his, his viewpoint. And I'm, I'm super glad that as a podcast, and I hope it's happened more than, than that, that we reached somebody and gave them some ideas. That's really always been our goal is to try to help people find ways to execute or, or think differently. Yeah. You know, Greg, Greg probably stumbled across uh, our podcast because of your friendship and, you know, the fact that he coaches um, your son, but I think, you know, he's probably one of our most dedicated listeners in the fan and and executioners of of some of the things we've talked about been able to take uh, executioner is a funny word um <laughs> you know it definitely definitely means what i wanted it to mean by definition but you know t- took me to a whole different place um made me think you know game of thrones ned stark you know yeah. that whole whole gig anyways i digress uh greg definitely um puts a lot of the things we talk about into practice uh the concept of micro learning was something he's he's asked us about um, and I know Scott talked to you about even more. Um, so it was great to have him on. I enjoyed that discussion a ton. Um, I enjoyed all the, the blooper reel throughout of you guys shushing your boys in the background. Um, no, it was great to have Greg on. I always like to have a listener on and uh, someone who, you know, has a different perspective from the small business world. Yeah, it was uh, I, for a long time, I think much like our, our parents or our, some of our close friends, we always expect like a pity listen every once in a while somebody just come in like hey i know you all listen but uh greg truthfully like brings it up like every friday and he's like oh loved this part or you know ask questions and so like i truly like i actually love that he is embracing it and enjoying it and hopefully others are as well um but yeah it, i think that's before the age of blooper reels for us there's probably some some good uh content that lives in that whole thing although i think Maybe we had a couple from Greg uh, where he was learning how hard it is to sit in front of a mic. So, I think we definitely did. So, no, it was it, it was definitely a great episode. Welcome into the show. This is the If You Build It, Will They Learn podcast, a new podcast dedicated to modern learning and development. I'm Scott Babcock, and I'm joined as always by Daniel Mendonca, our co-host for your show. Um, How's it going, Scott? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Excited about uh, excited about this first uh, recording. I was gonna say, do you know what day it is? It is podcast <laughs> day, my friend. It, it is podcast day. Although uh, in the self isolation uh, world we live in today, all the days kind of just blend together. 
Uh, someone called it Blur's Day, I think, uh, which is I thought was appropriate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so today we are kicking off uh, our first episode of the first season of what I hope is many of both to come. Uh, we are starting this podcast adventure with you, and we're really excited. I think this is going to be a, a cool adventure for us, uh, something new for us to try, um, and hopefully provide some value back to you. So I think it is always important to start at the beginning, uh, and you probably are wondering who you're listening to. So, uh, Daniel, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Wow. So that one has... Um, I watched Daniel's face as we were listening to that one, and uh, cringeworthy is the face that I think both of us were giving. Uh, I totally forgot that there was a period in, in the beginning where I was introducing us yeah, twice, you, basically. Like, I was doing the lead-in and the mm-hmm. intro. Uh, yeah, we learned some stuff and we, we officially, we talked about it. Like sometimes things just organically come through. We just, we ditched the, uh, welcome to the show. It just became it's podcast day. So it's, um, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a little tidbit for the audience. Um, the first time we ex- gave a description of who we were as human beings, what we like to do, uh, Scott <laughs> described a person that was the furthest from himself, actually. Um, he went on this live music path and, and, uh, Scott's not a guy who walks around the honky tonks in Nashville to listen to live music. It was, it was a pretty funny, um, experience. And, you know, Scott's obviously brought up his wife before on the podcast, but she was the one who was like, who is this guy you're describing and what did he do with my husband? So that was a pretty funny, it's, it's funny what nerves will do to you. I was on a call the other day and I told somebody I was born and raised in London, but that's not true. I was born, I was born in London, definitely not raised there. Um, so, you know, you get, uh, you get nervous sometimes and some things come out. FYI, that's London, Ontario. I believe he's referring to not London, England, um, which would have made it really funny if that's where he said he was from, but, um, you can obviously hear the accent, uh, the British accent coming through, but no, like, yeah, I completely, I went on a rant. I went on a full on description of a human being that I've never met before and tried to pass them off as myself. I kind of forgot we had to actually re-record that whole, th- that whole segment. Cause it was. It was brutal listening to Daniel and I try to talk about ourselves uh, and how flustered we got and and, and lost. But uh, that happens from time to time, I've learned. But I, hopefully we've cleaned some of that up. Uh, and overall, I, I hope we've gotten a little bit better. Uh, constantly learning, trying to improve. But Honestly, this has been a fun episode, just kind of reliving some of our past moments and, and the, listening to bloopers and some of our embarrassing flubs that have come along and finding out that we're both very foul-mouthed uh individuals apparently during some of our rants when things don't go well but um so i like honestly it's just it was a good time to just reflect on like what 50 episodes has brought us uh so hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well and and maybe some sparks some memories for you uh, along the way but we still want to finish the show with our positivity points we want to bring a little little energy little excitement some happiness to the audience on things that are going on in our world uh, and hopefully shed a little sunshine your way as well. Uh, for me, I'm going to, uh, so after giving Daniel a bunch of crap about not not showing up to some episodes, turns out he's going to be rolling solo next week as I'm going to ditch out. Uh, my wife and I are cel- celebrating our anniversary, and since we are now both COVID vaccined, we are heading on vacation um, for a week and getting away and uh, going sans kids, going adults only. So I think that's really exciting. Um, and we will be on, on the beaches of Mexico next week. So uh, really excited about that um, and just uh, getting away for a little bit and leaving Daniel alone on the mics and seeing what he and what kind of trouble Sabrina and he can get into. Oh, I'm excited about that. I'll tell you, 
the jealousy is a real thing uh, with Scott going on vacation, seeing as my borders are still closed over here in uh, Canada. But my positivity point of the day, which to be out up until about two minutes ago, I had no idea what I was going to say. Um, just scheduled my vaccine. So that's, that's a positive. I feel momentum in, the, you know, progressing towards, uh, you know, this pandemic coming to an end or at least being in a manageable situation where normal might be a thing. So um, I am in my new uh, environment. I do need some things on the wall uh, in my office. Don't worry, there's gonna be some nice shelves back here. I got my Iron Man head, Scott. I'm gonna have some of my favorite Pokemon cards hanging out uh, behind me now. So we'll be able, I'll be able to match R2-D2 over there um, very soon. So happy to be back and uh, solo project. Looking for uh, that to go down next week. So I'm excited about it. Very exciting stuff happening in all uh, all the ways. I'm, I'm glad to see how you're going to nerd out alongside me here. That'll be good. Uh, share a little bit more personality with the audience. Uh, by the way, it took a lot of convincing to let my wife put those that shelf up uh, in the office. She was not a big fan, but I feel like it's tasteful. It's, it's a tasteful nerdery. That's what's happening right there. All right. That will do it for us today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we, uh, and by we, I mean Daniel, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be back in a couple weeks. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the If You Build It, Will They Learn podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Join the conversation by emailing us at podcast at haylight.com. Find us on social media at Build It, Learn It, and be sure to check us out on the web at www.haylight.com. That's H-A-L-I-G-H-T dot com.